All right, listeners, welcome once again to Fate's Rest. And again, we have a little bit of a different thing going on here. As with me, I only have Zug. Now, I don't know how much our Zug, Sig Trigger, Fritz, whoever's in charge right now, um, remembers as to what happened last time. Or at least last time they were in the episode. Uh, but please, can you tell us? Um, so I have a slight suspicion that I'm in danger. Um, as for, uh, what we were doing beforehand, uh, I was slowly dying of heat exhaustion, so I'm not 100% clear on what was happening. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what was happening in the episode. <laughs> Just not that kind of heat. <laughs> Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, the 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 brothel nonsense. He didn't want to uh, leave. Everybody said they should leave uh, Fritz in charge. He's you know the younger, cooler, more of you know whatever, active, funnier. And Sig was like, "That is a terrible idea. You're tall. You're talking about a a, ver- a young man who is like just coming into his prime, going into a brothel. That's not going to end well." So he definitely was like, no, I got this. And then he was, uh, all the sights and, see- and scenes and everything else was uh, a really horrible situation for him because of uh, his uh, because of uh, his race and how they uh, view their marriages and such. And since he doesn't currently know what is going on or if his, uh, I mean, he's met one of his daughters, but he doesn't know if his wife is still alive and she could very easily whoop his whoop him if he uh, <laughs> gets in trouble so oh jeez <laughs> he's kind of like mm, let's not do this uh, um but yeah so it's very awkward much awkward well you you much made awkward. it out of the never ending loop of a brothel back into the tavern the gatekeeper gave you a little bit of a breather and then immediately sent y'all back out to where y'all were supposed to be going. Man, he he doesn't he doesn't waste any time on sending us out to nonsense all the time. Well, if he could go out of the tavern himself and help, he could. He would, but he can't. Because he would have to fight Leviathan, and I don't think that would end well for either of them. Um, I also do kind of... It's just a funny little observation here for our, uh, our ending cues are still in the notes. So just it's like yeah we're gonna hear from people who aren't here on what's going on so that's fun. <laughs> and just it's a fun observation there. As you step through, you are the last one through the door. You'll be, and then Callie, and then of course, as always, you are the last one to follow. You walk through the door, and Sig is in charge. Thing is. Correct. You don't walk through the... When you walk through the door, you're not in the same place as the girls. It's as if this that, that couple of seconds between Callie walking through and you stepping through, the scene changed. And you step into a room. And before you is a table laid out almost as if there's a map of a town on this table 
there are five different sets of colored buildings on this map all little pegs like little like a little pegboard buildings each one sets of 11 blue red yellow green and black with a single purple building in the center something that you don't realize or that you may be realizing now and just to so you know give me hmm can I check would this be give me a constitution check constitution yes. check I think we're going to see if my digital dice will be nice to me today or if they're going to be as mean as they were the last time I used digital dice, and uh, I will cry. <laughs> That's a 16 for 16. Con save. You, as Sig, do not feel Fritz's presence in your being. Well, that's that's got to be weird. Uh, so, wait. When he doesn't feel Fritz's presence, he's going to look down. Is he still an orc? <laughs> Well, I don't know. What does Sig Trigger's true appearance look like? Okay, so Sig Trigger's in his his uh, real body before all the uh, all the sh all the Shan hit the fans and no, let's Shans let's let's clarify this. It is what he truly looks like, but it's like an intangible, tangible body. If that makes sense. Uh, so you're not but. it's not a full physical copy of the body but it all the details are there it's just it's not something that looks like it could inter interact with many things ah so it's like when you see yourself in VR yeah. okay so he is um, actually taller than what he is in his orc form so that'd be one weirdness to get over right out of the gate <laughs> vertigo uh because uh, not not a whole lot of vertigo i mean there's so um so fritz is six foot tall um sig when he was still in his original body was uh six he was six six so it's not a huge difference in height but it is definitely a difference in height um pale pale skinned he's a very pale skinned uh man and um i think the first thing you'd also notice is rather than having just mutton chops he has this nice big beard that he has not seen in well everybody knows the 2000 years joke so he has not seen this very long beards in a very very long time um he probably spends a couple seconds just kind of confused kind of looking kind of looking down kind of like you know patting at his side and stuff you know feeling all the different things you know probably feels or probably feels that where they're um where he had a wound from a previous battle to see if it's still there like a like a source uh scar area that you would feel through your clothes um but since he's not fully tangible i don't think he would actually feel that so he's just kind of lost in that, like for a couple seconds, kind of lost in that, uh, that sort of, like, what's going on, and everything's weird. 
that feeling when you feel like you woke up and you think you think you're still asleep, but you've actually woke up and you haven't quite realized it yet. Like that sort of feeling. Well, as you begin to look around and are like silently freaking out about your appearance, uh, roll me an investigation. Mm, perception. That makes more sense of what's going on. I don't know why I put that okay. in my nose. Sorry, I'm writing a little note here. Okay, you said a perception check. Well, that was almost the best roll on the face of the planet, uh, being a, uh, that was almost a natural one, but it ended up being a seven on the die, so it's seven. a nine. So as you're doing your silent freak out, trying to fill your body all over, you can't touch it. Uh, you're upset because you can't stroke your beard. Hand just passes through it. I don't think the beard, I don't think the stroking the beard would be his biggest thing. It'd be the fact that he can't, uh, he can't actually, you know, check his braids, because that'd be the thing he'd know how, how, you know, where this is, like, if it's, like, a memory from way back or what, or wherever it's actually in the timeline, uh, because he didn't start growing his, uh, braids until he got married. Well, I'll tell you two things. With your seven, you will notice... It's a nine. Oh, it's a nine. Not a seven. With your nine, it's actually better, you will notice two <laughs> things in this room. You will notice a mirror off to one side and two chairs that have shadowy figures sitting in them. Um, I'm going to have to ask you to hop out and come back because Discord made that very distorted. <coughs> Curse you, Internet. Curse you on high, yes. Internet. Why must you ruin... Internet everything? is not being happy today. <clears throat> okay, so uh, I heard there's a mirror with shadowy figures sitting in chairs next yep. to the mirror. Essentially, you are... Uh, you notice, just out the corner of your eyes, you're like doing your silent freak out. The mirror slightly, and these two shadowy figures... Which you can't really tell who they are. Um, so, seeing people here, I mean, he's going to start kind of, uh, kind of a approaching. Uh, you know, not being quiet about it, but also not if they're in conversation, not trying to interrupt their conversation. Uh, they're, they're not, they're not talking. Uh, as you approach them. Uh, a voice that you've probably never heard before. It's very, very stern and calculating sounding voice. It says, Please take a seat. Uh, sure, I can definitely do that um 
I'm kind of curious as to where here is. You are in my home, so to speak. And this voice sounds like it's coming from the whole room. But when the voice appears, it's, you can see one of the shadows shimmer and uh, move slightly. So you can tell it's coming from one of the shadows. So you would uh, sit, sit down in an open chair, just kind of unsure what's going on, but also figuring too that something something is afoot at this situation, so because the last time they were pulled off to the side like this, uh, there was lessons that he didn't take he didn't take uh, take the time to actually learn or listen to the <laughs> lesson. So he's kind of like, mm, maybe I should pay more attention this time. This voice uh, the only other seat that's in the room is directly across from the other shadow that hasn't moved or said anything. And this voice says, Do not worry. Though that may not be the correct phrasing, but uh, you are here to help me give a test. So here to help give a test. You know, I never was the best teacher, so this, uh, you probably got the wrong man for this one, but I can definitely try. <clears throat> What's, what we are going to do is we're going to play a game. And this shadow uh, its motions move towards the table in front between the between the three chairs and this is a game of defense of strategy and of war you are to be the red pieces, which are the ones directly in front of you. Your job is to protect the purple building. You can move these buildings in any way you see fit, including the purple building. You must protect them. And all over this board, you see massive amounts of uh, uh, like empty peg holes for you can move the pieces to and your opponent will be playing a color that you do not get to know yet but first you are allowed to strategize and move these pieces how you see fit and essentially when you look at the board the red pieces are in like a little glob almost like a triangle shape of 11 
with the point, the, the very point of it touching the purple building in the middle of the map. So I can move all of these here and we don't, I don't know which is my opponent. Okay. When, so. when you look at the map, directly across from the red pieces are the blue ones. To the left are the yellow pieces, and to the right are the green pieces. And the black pieces are in the back, off to one side. They're the furthest away from the other colors. Each color of the main four has one building touching the purple building. So, do I have allies on this board, or do I have just the one opponent? Uh, as it sits right now, you have one opponent. If time drags on, and your opponent cannot successfully take the piece from you, then a new enemy shall appear. And this enemy will be a danger to both you and your opponent. Okay. And when your opponent decides their, or hmm, deciding is not the right word, when your opponent makes their first move, the two remaining colors will be unable to be moved. So, please begin. So, what is... Well, you said the other two remaining colors will not move. So that, I assume that means there's one other that is not active and in this fight then? The, the shadow motions toward the black pieces that are off by themselves. So this, this color here is not viable for this particular moment in the game. So he can organize them any way, including moving the purple building to start, correct? Correct. And this is any piece on the board until the other player makes their first move. You can move any piece on the board except for the black piece. Is essentially what you were just told. Okay. Um, so he would move all of his pieces basically uh, funnel make a funnel with his uh, pieces with the purple inside the middle of the funnel with one in front so like a 5-5 five, five, and then the one in front of the purple So you've got like this, essentially like an A going on here. <laughs> uh, no, more like a more like a V, but having a uh, like the the purple is like a line below the V. Uh, so basically, in order to attack that purple, you have to come down the funnel of his pieces. Uh -huh. <clears throat> 
and that's all you're gonna move? Well, I mean, to move the enemies, I mean, probably set the enemies like all the other colors uh, as far back as he can, as he can to start at. But he's not going to adjust them much because you know, he doesn't know what his opponent's going to be, so he can't. Detect, you can't really tell that at this moment. <clears throat> and after you have said this, hmm, heads or tails? Let's heads. go heads. Where is that dice? Sorry, there's... All right, so. You've made your moves, and Sig Trigger waits for his opponent to make their move. You, as a player, have now gained control of Fritz. Uh, Fritz is looking around the around a room. He is sort of lost, and he does not feel Sig Trigger's presence. And he looks like his normal orc self. Okay. In front of him is this same table with the different board pieces and uh, different layouts and different colors. And sitting next to him in a chair sits perched on the arm of the chair a rather large twilight eagle. Now Fritz would know this eagle as the bird his tribe Warships, I think is the right word. Uh, not, not really worships. To, uh, more. It's it's more. It's it's more of like a. It's because you know it's this very magnificent hunter, so they view it as a uh, very prestigious hunter. Uh, worship is a very strong term. But they do make offerings to it in a way to ask for a better hunt. Across from Fritz sits a shadowy figure in a chair. <clears throat> this bird speaks into Fritz's mind. And the voice sounds like it's coming from the whole room. And the stern, calculating voice. It says... Hello, one of one from the mountain tribe. I have been watching the world's events unfold from up high in my mountains. You, unlike the rest of your tribe, seem to be trying to fix what is going on. The others are more than, than content to continue hunting and uh, 
frolicking, I guess, would be the word. I do not... They are all very, very annoying and frustrating up there. A true hunter doesn't need... Doesn't need offerings. I will hunt my own food, damn it. <clears throat> well, I was not always like this. I did have a good... Well, good isn't always the best word for it, but I did have a teacher who taught me. And I do not wish to be a member of the old tribe even before I was pulled away from the mountain. So I can understand your feeling there. So, I ask you, I have asked someone uh, we both know to help me with this. Um, you are going to take my test. I have been told by the other spirits what you are doing. And you are the one I want to test. Before you lies a game of war. Your opponent has already been assigned their pieces and they have begun their defense. Your job is to take your pieces and capture the purple building. You shall be the blue pieces. You have 11 pieces and 11 turns to take your pieces one, it only needs to be one and capture by jumping over the purple piece if you have not done this by turn by the end of turn 11 a new opposing force will come and both you and your opponent will now be in danger When you move your first piece, the other colors on the board cannot be moved. Other two colors on the board, excuse me. And until your 11th turn is up, no other pieces shall be moved. Fritz will see the red pieces and the purple piece move around a bit. And, of course, they make this V formation with the purple piece at the back. And then the yellow, the other, all three of the other pieces move as close to him as possible. And he tells you, your pieces, once again, are blue. You have 11 turns. You may begin. Figuring mm. the best move. So he's going to kind of think for a little bit, kind of looking at the pieces. And I think he's going to make his first move 
would be to move a piece towards the center of the piece that's as close to the center of the funnel as possible towards the center of the funnel to see the response to see the response uh, yep. as close to the center of the funnel as possible Uh, that puts you in a position to where uh, think of uh, think of this game like Chinese checkers where you have to jump over a piece to take it. Mm -hmm. uh, where at in this funnel would that be? Would that be would would he be in a position where he can be jumped over or he can't be jumped over? Uh, would not be in a position to be jumped over um, right away. It's more of just a probe to see what the response would be. The nothing moves on the other side, and the eagle stares at you. You have ten more turns to make. Your opponent cannot move their pieces until your turn is over. Okay, so we have to move everything. So he's going to kind of think, how to move all these pieces into this uh, into this area without exposing too much of a risk. Mm -hmm. um, he knows he's going up against Sig. He does correct? not know he's going against Sig. Okay. And, and okay. Sig does not know he's going against Fritz. Okay. I figured I figured Sig didn't know, but I wasn't sure if Fritz did. Um. Because that would have dictated how he would have made this move. So I think... I think Fritz would move in a way to keep everything from being able to be um, jumped over right away by his opponent. Mm -hmm. So basically... Uh, basically, he's not doing like the inverse of the funnel, but he's going to keep pieces kind of around the funnel. Okay, so when you get it, when you when your move goes to go again, you can jump them as many as possible. All right, so I'll say you make your first ten moves. You've placed your pieces. And you're about to move your last one, and this eagle jumps from the chair he is perched on to the far side of the table where the black buildings are. Now place your final building. So he's going to do so. The eagle says that is 11 turns. You have made your first round of turns and that 11 turn is now done. You're now racing against the clock to take the purple building. And this eagle with his talons very carefully picks up one of these black buildings and sets it dead center of the map. Completely as far, far into the map as it possibly can. And it watches. It is now your turn. And uh, when he says this, you are in control of Sig Trigger again. And Sig Trigger does not know this is an eagle. 
He thinks it's just a shadow. Mm -hmm. And this voice just told him it is now his turn. He sees where all of the pieces have now been moved. Okay, so he sees that uh, the blue has come to kind of cover up the edge of uh, the, the funnel. And then the one black piece has moved in. Uh, is that behind the blue opponent? or uh, It would be in the exact center of the map where the purple piece originally started. Okay. So I think... So he, he knows... I think he would know that this is a, a, a probe from the enemy, so he's going to uh, fold that funnel in. Mm -hmm. As he's going to play defense. Play defense. Okay. So he's, he's going to make it uh, where you can't jump over things to get towards that purple, but fully block that purple in, in the back. As you take your hands away from making your moves, this another black piece comes out and sets directly behind at the far, as far away from that purple as it can be, but directly behind all of your units on the board. And then this, this evil turns to Fritz. It is now your turn. So I think Fritz will see the funnel collapse in. And it sounds like the the black pieces are now on both sides. Mm -hmm. well, there's a black piece in the dead center of the map where the purple building started. And then there is a black piece as far behind the enemy lines as it could possibly get. Almost at the edge of the board. So I think Fritz will uh, make his moves Trying to make his moves for this. He has one opponent in front of him that's closed in, and he's got an opponent behind him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think this eagle. You hear a slight chuckle from him as Fritz struggles to think of a move. And he says, There is more than one way to win a war game. From above, below, always think outside the box.
I think as he's told to think outside the box, he's going to smirk. <laughs> so you're saying any move I can make. Any move to any open peg. So, I mean, there would be no open pegs around the purple building because that was the close-in action. Mm -hmm. I mean, completely around the purple no. building? Or is it still protected by, like, a line? It'd be... So, uh, Sig would have closed in okay. around it. So, Sig would have folded that funnel in, to in around the purple building. It's hmm. pretty smart. Making it so there's no gap, so if you were to attack, you'd be on the, he'd be able to lash out at you. Roll me a. Hmm. What would this be? Roll me an insight. It's a Fritz. Okay, Fritz's insight. Insight, insight, insight. That's a nine. It's a nine. God, I forgot he's not the smartest character. <laughs> no, he is not very smart. <laughs> so, I think thinking literally, when when Fritz hears above and below, all that has to be done is a piece has to pass over the purple piece. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say where it has to pass over, but it just does. Fine. I mean, you also said the way this board is laid out is kinda like Chinese checkers, so there would not be a tile. I, I said it's set up like Chinese checkers. I didn't say it was played like Chinese checkers. Well no, <laughs> I get that, but you're saying the way it's set up. Um <laughs> So I think he would. This seems like something he would do as well. So he would just smirk, pick the piece up, move it across everything in that purple, and then back around to an open peg. And after you do this, the purple piece moves from in the circle to a field off to the side and the eagle laughs and then looks and this ghostly figure or this shadowy figure looks to sig trigger and he sees this very bright lit up grin come across this shadowy figure's face you have lost only a it's only a loss if you're expecting me to defend the impossible I 
was searching to extend it out as long as possible. That is very smart and very wise. But Anna, I think I should tell both of you this. And the F Sigfrigo will see this, this shadowy figure snap. But Fritz will see this uh, eagle open up its wings. And these like little spots of starlight come out and expels dispels all the shadows. And Fritz looks over at the, what was once the shadow in front of him. And he sees this vis visage of Sigtrigger. Because he knows what Sigtrigger, his presence feels like. He knows that this is Sigtrigger. And vice versa for Sig, he knows this is Fritz across from him. Uh, Sig, upon seeing this, would start laughing. Because that is the exact kind of thing that uh, the orc he has begun calling Sticky Fingers. With. <laughs> and this eagle says, War is not always about what this, both sides are able to do. It's about or what both sides think they should do. It's about doing what you're able to do. And what is an eagle good at? It's good at flying in and taking from above. And that is how you have passed this test. And it's talking to Fritz. And uh, Sig Trigger's Fritz would visage like fades I a think, little bit. I think Fritz would kind of grin at that comment and say, "Ah." Uh, well, not only is an eagle good at hunting in that fashion, but I have always thought that it is smarter to do the unexpected than to uh, do what they always expect. Perhaps if the whole world thought like that, it would be a better place. And we look across, and Sig Trigger's visage begins to fade, and you start to see this the the pendant that Fritz always always wore around his neck uh, begin to absorb this visage and slowly start to fall into the chair. And so now, the two of you, you can still hear, you should still be able to hear me, man from the past. The two of you must make a decision. Fritz, you have the opportunity to live free of this one called Sig Trigger and live happily for whatever remains of your life. Or you can accept my contract, take my contract, and you and Sig Trigger will once again a team. Um, so my only concern if I do not bring him with me as I have uh, he will be lost. Is that correct? He, he will remain independent. 
probably oh, in the I... gatekeeper's tavern for the rest of eternity. I can't leave him to that fate. He helped me through my much darker uh, thoughts and my from my path and I want to hopefully return the favor to him at some point. But your message, uh, your mention, meaning of a contract uh, definitely does not sound fully on par with one who is a uh, valiant hunter. Oh. My contract is different than those of my brethren. You will get my mark, but I will not come with you. When you need me, focus your magic or say my name into the mark and I will come. I will not stay with you at all times. And I do prefer my freedom over um, everything. A world without freedom is not a world I like. Well, I can definitely agree with that one. That is why I cannot leave. I cannot leave uh, Sig to be imprisoned forever in that uh, fool's tavern. <laughs> yes, father is quite the fool, isn't he? Always claiming to know more than what he lets on. Plus, I do want to know if uh, any more of any more of Sig's family remains, and if he is stuck there, I don't think he will get a chance to find out. That is very fair. Very well. And this this eagle comes over, hops along the table, and puts out a talon as if to shake hands in mutual respect. And uh, Fritz would do uh, hold on his hand for the shake. And uh, as you shake hands, the mark of the eagle appears on your arm, your forearm. The contract, and as the eagle fades away, the contract has been fulfilled. Oh, before, um, before you leave, please reset the boards. The town, the town outside will probably love to have their buildings back in order. Yeah, well, that doesn't make sure to do that. Um, the eagle fades, and you now have a chance to go pick Sig Trigger's pendant up and put it on. Yeah, I'll do so, and I'll do that, and then I'll start putting the buildings back together. And that is where we will stop. Who knew that uh, Fritz likes this uh, rather 
hard individual as much as uh, he does. <laughs> I'm eager to see what Sig's uh, res- what, what Sig's um, reaction to all this because he got to witness all of this conversation. He didn't get to say anything because he was independent. <laughs> I mean, I can give uh, Sig's reaction, which would be pretty... We will uh, will do that next time. Let's keep that a secret until next time. Okay. Okay. I think before we truly end, as as you begin to put the pieces back, and you and Sigtrick are probably talking, uh, there is a knock at the door, and it is, you'll be in Callie's voices. And that is where the episode actually ends. Hmm. I'm in less danger than I thought. <laughs> oh, if um, you know the the insight, because uh, because of how not intelligent Fritz is, that insight roll, the 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 d the the DC was only like five. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's when I, that's why I well, said, oh, I forgot how not intelligent he is. <laughs> so, um, actually, it's kind of funny because if that didn't work, uh, Fritz's backup plan was to start capturing the black buildings. That probably would work. Start taking them out. Right. Let's do our little modified outro. So, we are not going to do the full outro today, listeners. Uh, we are just going to hit skip straight to the topic of the week. And this week, it is choices. I want to hear, or we want to hear, about the choices that are put into your games by DMs or by players that are hard choices to make. Like, do you accept this presence that originally kidnapped you from your home mountain Drove you down into the lowlands, made you go on this merry jaunt through the wilderness, uh, to eventually turn around and say, yes, I will keep going with this person. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Those choices are always fun to talk about, because sometimes they upset the players because they had to make the choice, and sometimes they're significant and make the stories better. But, I digress. As always, we love you. Bye.